Welcome to Trouble Black TV's weekly podcast, where we feature the world's most extreme athletes. This week, we're featuring the legendary Chris Sharma, who needs no introduction. Chris, welcome to our show. Hey, hey Dan, how's it going? Real good. We finally connect. How are you, yeah, buddy? Sorry. Yeah, good, man. Sorry. It's been so no worries, to get man. a hold of me. It's been one thing or the next, but... Finally made. It. <laughs> I say that's got to be hard juggling uh, your climbing lifestyle with business. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know the time difference and, and everything. It's and then we were then I was sick and everything. That was that was a major bummer. But uh, back on track now. I just got back from climbing and uh, actually it's pretty cool. I've being over here in Spain uh, and doing this gym and everything. Finding that balance is it's working out pretty good. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It is an interesting balance. So, how you like living in Spain? Uh, I like it. You know, I've I spent a lot of time over here. Uh, um, you know, for the last ten years, so it's it's pretty familiar. You know. Yeah, no kidding. It's a lot different than Santa Cruz, huh? It is. I mean, um, are, so are you in San Francisco? Um, Mountain View right now. Okay. Well, I mean. Barcelona and you know it's in Spain in general is kind of like the California of Europe so it's um, I don't know it's it's similar weather it's it's pretty laid back um, yeah it's it's definitely different but uh, I don't know of all the places that I've traveled to even there's so many nice places but this was kind of the one place where I felt like I could you know fit in and, and jive you know with the people and it was felt like I was able to kind of like integrate into the society and uh, so yeah it just kind of clicked and you know started with being here for a season and then spending another one and then another one and then all of a sudden you look back and you know put put some roots down for sure yeah now you're uh, married and uh, with a baby on the way how's that yeah yeah I mean having said that though I mean I definitely still feel like a super strong connection to California and that's definitely where where I'm from that's that's uh, you know definitely home still Uh, I imagine we'll spend chunks of time there throughout throughout the next years so it's not like I mean I was in the US like I did like seven trips last year so Wow, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm there quite often. <laughs> so how's that uh, being married and having a baby on the way, knowing you're going to be a dad? How's that going to affect your uh, nomadic lifestyle? Um. Well, I guess I got it pretty good, considering you know climbing is my job. So I like I yep. gotta I gotta go to work, you know, and uh, and my wife's super understanding with that. Um, you know, it's. I spent a lot of time, you know, my life traveling, and I think one of the the reasons why I ended up spending so much time in Spain was, and I think I always struggled, you know, being from Santa Cruz, is finding that one spot where you can live in one place and climb. Uh, usually in the U.S., you know, you have to travel long distances to get to. Yeah, that's and one of the complaints course, we all have here. Yeah, I mean in the Bay Area, you you know you got Yosemite, which is great, but it's it's four hours, and I guess you know for so much of the climbing that I do, it, it, it's always I guess especially growing up, 
started climbing in the early 90s and it was all about going over to you know southern France and climbing on limestone so that was so much of what we all dreamed about at that time that uh, that's that's been a big part of my focus in climbing it's been limestone sport climbing and so that that on top of the on top of that makes it uh, more enticing being over here but but yeah I mean the cool thing of being here you know having kind of integrating a a regular lifestyle you know with with climbing rather than you know being at home away from climbing then going on a trip and you know giving it all for two weeks and then coming back and I think one of the cool things has been yeah just having that like kind of day in day out connection with climbing and everyday life and kind of mixing those two things mm-hmm and now you got a gym that you just opened up in Barcelona. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, so, you know, so I lived for about six years um, in the Pyrenees, which is really right in the you know in the heart of all the main climbing areas around here. And uh, you know, then after a while, I moved back to the states for a little bit. And then when I met my wife Jimena, we um, were. She was working in Miami in in TV and radio, and um, she's from Venezuela. And at the same time, she has family here in Barcelona. Her dad is from from Catalonia, and so somehow it was like this common place for us because, you know, sure as hell not going to live in Miami. And, uh, oh, no. and no, no, no offense to Miami, it just there's nothing to climb there. And um, and so even though for me, I. I'm not used to living in a city. It was somehow familiar and, you know, I've got connections and friends and, you know, my house is only an hour and a half away from Barcelona. So we ended up, you know, it was kind of a, a compromise to, to live in Barcelona and it was kind of like, well, let's see how it goes. And yeah, we got here and then we kind of just fell into this project of starting this gym and, uh, and then, yeah, still go climbing all the time. You know, I just got back from climbing and, um, it's pretty cool. So, uh, Barcelona is actually a pretty cool city in that way. You know, you got the Mediterranean and then you have amazing climbing like half an hour outside the city. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. You know, it's hard to, hard to deny it, you know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Tell us about the gym. So the gym, um, yeah, it's, you know, of course, you know, I've, I've been involved in other gyms like with Sender One and in LA, that, in LA yeah. and that's, that was, uh, of course, of course, I was heavily involved, but at the same time, it wasn't really like my baby in the same way as this one was. You know, this has been mm-hmm. something that, from you know, from from the very beginning, you know, from the inception, um, well, myself and my wife, we we kind of, you know, we found the location, we figured out all the, you know, financing and you know, all the other, you know, all the hassles and hoops that we had to jump through with architects and lawyers and county officials and you know et cetera et cetera like you know banks and um and so it really is like our baby it's like our this thing that what we created and it really is you know is ours and uh you know we're there most every, most every day and uh and yeah it's a cool it's a cool thing you know for me i guess i'm very much like a kind of citizen of the world, you know, and um, and I think it's pretty neat. Um, Catalonia, where 
you know, what it means in the world of climbing right now. It's kind of, you know, one of the main hubs of the sport in the world, right? Especially mm-hmm. between October and June, you have people coming in from all over the world. And so it's a, it really is this international hub. And that's, that's kind of been a, you know, a goal of mine or a theme or inspiration for the whole thing is kind of creating this more than just a climbing gym, but this kind of international climbing center. And of course, all these people are going to be coming in from these different places to go rock climbing, but everyone lands in Barcelona first. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like this, this meeting place, you know, and, um, and yeah, we're just getting started, but there's, you know, you know, with different events and movie premieres and, and just different ways, you know, of kind of rallying the community, the local, but also the international community and really kind of, you know, um, leverage both, both sides of that. I think, I think it's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool thing that that we're creating you know because you know if you look at even our staff it's like we've got we've got people from germany from france from vietnam from um slovenia from the u.s from spain of course from catalonia um and from venezuela and so it's just a a real kind of international thing and i think that's yeah it's one of the really cool things about climbing is you know you can be you know, on the other side of the planet and bump into a, a buddy of yours from just down the street. And, uh, you know, or you might meet someone that you don't, don't even speak the same language with, but, you know, you both share the same passion of climbing mm-hmm. and you imme- can immediately connect on that. And, and so, yeah, it's kind of, that's definitely kind of a, a theme for, for this place is, is a, is a meeting place and kind of almost cultural center for climbing, you know? That is so awesome, man. Do you see yourself um, opening up other gyms around the world? Well, I mean, uh, it's interesting. It's been a busy last year with, you know, so many things. Of course, the gym but and getting married, but also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was working on uh, Point Break as a stunt double, and I was doing um, different different projects. You know, we did this thing with Red Bull, climbing on the trees, and just different things that kind of, took me away a little bit from just going rock climbing, you know, my, mm-hmm. my main. And so I'm at this point just so relieved to, you know, we've finally opened and am able to kind of go back to, to my, you know, what I did is I, I usually do, which is go climbing. And uh, mm-hmm. as much as I'm, you know, interested and excited learning, I mean, this has been a huge learning experience for me. And it's so cool that, um, yeah, climbing in a way facilitates so much education in so many, you know, so many ways, right? Not uh, just climbing, but, you know, I've learned about business and, you know, all sorts of stuff through through rock climbing. Uh, but at the same time, like, I still just love going rock climbing and, and I ha- mm-hmm. have a lot of motivation for projects still. And so um, we'll see, like, when this one gets up and, and running and going really well and maybe uh consider expanding but right now just like that you know we're open it's it's running smoothly we're psyched everyone's psyched and and i have time to go back and and try my projects and stuff because i feel like uh yeah i'm like gonna be 35 this year um i still have a lot of motivation i still feel really fit so i kind of want to you know maximize my years too in in climbing and do do all the things that that I want to do so it's always a yeah balance and 
you know, find out, I guess, find out what, what really are your priorities, right? And focus on those and, Mm -hmm. uh, and let the, let the other things kind of fall to the wayside so that you can focus on what's important. But definitely I'm I'm psyched on, on still really psyched on climbing. (laughs) That is so cool, man. That you uh, haven't lost the passion after all these years. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, I think, you know, my way has been kind of just this kind of organic, just kind of following your motiv- my motivation and listening to my heart. And um, I think it's worked well for me. You know, I think, uh, uh, of course, you know, there's moments when you have to, you know, kind of like you know, work hard, of course, to do the things mm-hmm. that I've done or, or to do anything that, that requires, you know, kind of next level skill you have to dedicate yourself a hundred percent but it's it's always been kind of this ebb and flow of you know these like really intense moments and then moments when i've you know stepped away and done other things and then you know then the motivation kind of naturally comes back and and mm-hmm. that's always been really important i think for like longevity's sake you know if your motivation because i've i've seen a lot of people burn out and as, as I imagine you have seen as well. And, uh, I think, you know, there's always moments when, you know, something, even as much as we love it can start to feel like a, a chore or something. And mm-hmm. I think those are the times when, uh, it's important to listen to that and ra- rather than force ourselves to do that. It's, it's also good to, to listen to that and, you know, know when it's time to take a break or, you know, mix things up a little bit and, and that's the cool thing with climbing too. You can, you can do so many different things, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's been important to listen to that and that's, that's served me well. And yeah, I'm definitely more excited than ever for, for climbing. So it's, it's pretty cool. Do you find that now that you have this gym that you're training more and climbing more in a gym than you used to? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we're definitely at the gym all the time and, um, you know, right now, like it's, it's kind of the you know, the season for climbing. So I'm not climbing a ton in the gym, but I am climbing quite a bit. Um, and I imagine, you know, it's interesting. I've never really trained and I'm, I'm kind of curious to, you know, now that we have this amazing space, right. At our, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically we live there, you know, a lot of the time, uh, I'm definitely excited to see, see what, you know, what I might be able to do with putting in a little more of like, you know, systematic, uh, discipline training and I mean it's just been interesting in general like seeing um, the kind of I guess the evolution of, of rock climbing as it goes into you know indoor climbing and see see where that's gone and see this huge explosion in climbing gyms around the world and around the US and of course I started in a gym so in a way I'm kind of the coming full circle yeah, I'm, yeah, in a way, I come full circle, but uh, I guess kind of one of the, you know, the the first generation of, of kids that grew up in a climbing gym, and then, you know, I really got into rock climbing. That's you know, the rest has been history. But I guess, yeah, coming back now and kind of developing a new appreciation for it, and you know, one of the things I've thought about is, that's pretty cool about indoor climbing and versus rock climbing is that you know, with these big intense projects that, you know, I oftentimes have, there's always like a pretty high level of importance that we put on these projects. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not always just pure playfulness and fun. It's like, 
um, you know, you're going and you're working on these really serious and meaningful things that that are physically and emotionally draining. And, you know, it's really important to remember just that playful side of climbing and just the pure joy and, 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 you know, enjoyment of moving on the rock or, you know, the movement of climbing. And I think that's one of the things that that's really I've enjoyed about gym climbing is that you're not, of course, maybe you're training for something else, but in a lot of ways, when you're going climbing in a gym, you're not, so worried about sending the hardest route of your life. You're just hmm. climbing for the, the joy of climbing, which is, so uh, which is kind of rare sometimes, you know, when we're out rock climbing, we're always, we always kind of have an agenda, you know? Do you have any uh, projects now that you're working on? Yeah. So I have a, a couple of uh, projects. I was just climbing this place called Cova del Cid, and I've got a play, uh, project in Oleana, which is the same crag where I did La Duradura a few years ago. And then I have a couple of multi-pitch routes as well. And uh, it's been an interesting time for me. You know, I since I did La Duradura, that was like a really kind of peak in my climbing in so many ways. And I think it was really good for me to kind of, kind of re... Just kind of like go back to the basics and traveling and having fun and, and being spontaneous and going deep water soloing and, and not worrying so much about doing these super high level routes. Um, but now I definitely am like have the fire again. And, um, and yeah, like I said, you know, there's, there's these, you know, ups and downs and it's normal that we have mm-hmm. these waves of motivation. I think, um, what do you think is more like that? The, the new motivation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's just, it's just kind of psych- cyclical, I guess. And I think it's important to like do other things. And, I, uh, but at the same time, you know, when it comes down to it, like I'm a, I'm a climber, that's like my passion. And, um, yeah, so I guess, you know, it just, uh, you know, it comes and goes. And, and I think one of the coolest things though is, kind of falling back in love with climbing or or almost like rediscovering it, you know? That's one of the coolest things, you know, after you've done something for so many years to to go back and, and still feel that excitement as if it was, you know, like your first day. And uh, and so it's, yeah, it's important to mix it up. You know, life, I've always felt like, you know, we're more than just a climber. We're, you know, I'm like a human being and there's so many things mm-hmm. You know, explore and experience in life, and so to just limit yourself to, to one thing is kind of um, you know unnecessary. Um, but definitely, it's you know if you want to achieve any like anything at a super high level, you need to focus and really hone in and you know, channel all your energy into one thing. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's you know there's a time and place for everything. And so I guess uh, yeah, right now I'm definitely like to get back into that that space that's so awesome yeah. where do you see climbing going where do you see the future of climbing um well i mean it's it's neat you know as, as far as gym climbing i mean it's these all these new people coming into the sport that may or may not become rock climbers and and that's totally fine you know you see gym climbing becoming almost a sport in itself mm-hmm. uh, and then it's great to see you know i mean that climbing maybe the Olympics in 2020, it would be pretty, pretty neat. Um, and definitely I think, 
you know, in sport climbing, people are going to be pushing the level, you know, a little bit more. Uh, I was just climbing with Adam Ondra and Alex Magos, and these guys are doing amazing things. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting in that way, and similar with bouldering, if if the difficulty is going to plateau out or not. It'll be an interesting mm-hmm. thing to see in the next five, ten years. Um, do you think we'll see a five sixteen? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, it's going to be a pretty quantum leap to do like a five fifteen D. But but maybe but I I can see quite easily uh, a five fifteen D. I guess, but I think to do a five sixteen, that's kind of a quantum leap right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't see say that I see five sixteen this point, but, um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see and just see, I guess, you know, climbing become more mainstream and more people get into it. And, uh, you know, there's obviously good and bad sides to that with, you know, more impact on our, you know, on our climbing areas, but at the same time, so many more people benefiting from the, you know, this amazing sport and, Mm -hmm. you know, more, you know, a bigger industry and, and more people being able to be professional athletes. And, um, and so, yeah, I think it's, as this sport continues to grow, it's just going to be, uh, important to keep an eye on all these things and make sure that, you know, uh, think everything's doing it in, in the best way possible. And I think, uh, for me, it's an honor to be kind of, you know, on the forefront of, you know, kind of helping guide our sport. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of definitely one of the things I'm excited about with, you know, having this gym and finding another way of just kind of, um, staying involved with. Yeah. I, I know you don't like being, uh, called a spiritual climber. Um, nobody likes being put in a box or labeled, but, uh, do you have any spiritual beliefs and do you believe in a higher power or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have a, a pretty strong spiritual side and, um, I don't know if believing in a higher power is the way that I would put it, but I mean, I, I've, uh, I, I believe, uh, I don't know, I think, I think, uh, for me, it's, you know, life is this, is this kind of playing field for us to kind of realize our potential, you know, and, um, and I guess in, in all those ways. And I, so I think I definitely have a, a strong connection to nature and, and, uh, and my own personal spirituality. So I don't know. It's a little hard for me to put it in words, but, uh, but I think, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely a rhyme and reason to things. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I feel very fortunate to be in the situation that I am, that I'm in, and, and yeah, continue to. You know, I've had so much support and, and uh, encouragement from people, and I guess I'm excited to to be able to be in a position to to do the same to to other young climbers, and and that's you know I think uh, rather than looking at spirituality as something outside of who we are in a, you know, everyday way. It's just, um, being connected to, to who we are and, you know, being connected to, with others and, you know, the way that we go through our life, right. And, and doing mm-hmm. that in a positive way and, and spreading positive energy and, 
And so that's that's definitely kind of my guiding guiding force, I guess. That's awesome. I know we you've done a lot of deep water soloing, but do you ever do soloing without a rope? Not over. Um, um, not really. You know, I mean, I've definitely done some some stuff in Tuolumne Meadows. You know, in the you know kind of like the the high country where you're you know doing peaks and doing mm-hmm. you know sections of five six and stuff like that. But in general, that's that's not my bag. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, for me. I guess I've had a couple of, you know, a few close calls here and there and, uh, super thankful to them that they were just close calls and what, so I guess, no, just, you know, climbing in general that, you know, I haven't really felt any need to make it more dangerous, but, mm-hmm. um, also, you know, with deep water soloing, it's so, so spectacular being able mm-hmm. to climb, uh, 70 feet up over the sea and, I guess having that freedom to climb at your limit over like that, um, it's kind of like, well, if I can do it over water, why, why do it over rocks? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, but you know, to each their own. And um, have you taken yeah, any bad landings uh, falling into the water? Definitely taken some bad landings, and you know, I mean, there's definitely a lot of risk there too. And so, I mean, it's it's kind of like going highball bouldering. You know, you have to. Mm-hmm. Be really kind of conscious of how you come off boulder problems. You don't want to explode off and land on your back, right? So mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, a need for good judgment. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, for me, that's just like the ultimate thing. And that's a big deal. A big reason why I ended up over here in Spain, I think, is climbing in Mallorca and deep water soloing. I was just this ultimate freedom and, you know, for me growing up in Santa Cruz in the ocean all the time and being able to kind of mix, you know, these two elements of, you know, rock climbing and the ocean together. It's like the best of both worlds. So Absolutely. Um, Have you found any other place that you can do that? I mean, there's definitely other places around the world. You know, I I guess I always keep going back to Mallorca because there's so much there and I've got friends there and it's kinda of become like a you know a second home in a way, you know, I go there every summer. And, uh, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, a place I keep coming back to, and, but I would like to check. Sorry. Have you discovered um, another line? Um, and there's, there's a few projects I have uh, in my orca right now that one of them in particular, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, it's interesting though, like it's kind of the form of climbing that is just the most enjoyable, you know, for me in sport climbing, it's interesting because I, it's so goal oriented. It's always about trying these projects. Uh, and I n- never go out and do just, I'll never go out and do like 512s or mm-hmm. 511s. It's even 513s. Often it's always about trying these hard, hard things. Um, whereas with deep water soloing, like I can go out and climb 511s and 512s all day long. It's just this, you know, this pure movement of just moving on the rock and climbing and, um, Kind of like what I was saying about being in the gym, just that appreciation for just just the movement of climbing, and it's just very pure in that way. So when you when you're like doing these big projects that you're talking about, how do you even warm up for them? Though, um, yeah, I mean, hanging on hanging on some holds, you know, doing you know a few like it where I just was. There's a there's like a 13B that I'll warm up on, um, 
a couple of times and then, you know, I'll get on my project, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the best one for warming up. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you just get right on. <laughs> I still have some things to learn, I guess, but um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to contain myself when I get to the cliff. So when you're like projecting something like Adora Dura and you're getting shut down and, you know, how do you get your mind into the right frame? Do you use a certain technique at all? Is it you meditate or anything? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing, you know. It's a it's an interesting game, and I think that's one of the things that makes uh, red pointing so interesting. You know, climbing in general, but just that kind of mental control, um, and it's definitely not easy. You know, with with climbing at such a high level, you have to. Um, you know, want it so bad and work so hard and have to mean everything in the world to you. But at the same time, to you know, when we climb our best, we're just we're just kind of you know responding and in the moment and not even thinking and almost this kind of very pure state of mind, right? And mm-hmm. it's a kind of an interesting paradox, you know, to 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 want something so much, but at the same time to be detached and just enjoying the moment and. It's you know it's one of the things that that makes red point so challenging and you know it's a it's a process that I think you know it's hard to it's hard to wrap our heads around and oftentimes it's just you know there's not no other way than just banging your head against the wall until you kind of like surprise yourself and um, you know uh, but I think you know just focusing, you know, as much as possible as on enjoying climbing, enjoying what you're doing and then um and having faith that, you know, that it'll, you know, it will come together. Um but yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to to, you know, I've I've had to repeat these things over and over again. It's not something like I learned it once and mm-hmm. cracked the code and just every time from then on it was you know, it all flowed. It's something that, um, you know, we, we get drawn in and then we, you know, we want to, we want to achieve something. And then all these, um, demons come in, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. and can make it, make it tricky for us to actually achieve those goals because, you know, those same, uh, desires can, can get in the way of just being in the moment. Right. So, Mm-hmm. It's, uh, say it's demons, an interesting mind like, game. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like you know, just uh, whatever our ego, or just you know, wanting you know, wanting to achieve something versus just just being and just just climbing and mm-hmm. just uh, you know um, that the kind of pure state of of climbing and uh, you know, it's like oftentimes we just you know you want to get to the you want to do it and if you're if you're thinking about getting being at the top, then you're not going to be present for you know what you're doing right now, and then you're going to fall. And so it's, um, but at the same time, you have to have such a strong desire to get to the top. Otherwise, why are you even going to try in the first place? And so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting mind game that that we play over and over again with these these hard routes. But I think that's that's one of the really satisfying things because it's it's not just a a pure physical challenge. It's about, um, you know, there is like a really mental side to it. 
you know, if it was just about getting strong, well, then we could just, like, have pull-up competition and find out who's the strongest person, right? But, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, climbing is so so mental and it's so it's so kind of creative, you know, doing new routes and um, it's so, you know, this interaction with nature and, you know, all these things. So um, even in the end, the, the strongest person or the person doing the hardest routes isn't necessarily the one who's experiencing climbing in the deepest way. So, so um, true. So it's, you know, it's about um, yeah, having that that kind of deep personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever find yourself battling negative internal talk going on in your mind? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, that's that's quite common. So, um, how do you counter that? Well, you know, it's interesting for me. Like, I think. Oftentimes, some of that that negative chatter. I mean, it it's. I mean, climbing can be super frustrating sometimes. You know, it can be super frustrating to to come and and feel like a big sack of potatoes. You know, and you know, just just not feel fit. And um, that's definitely one of the you know the that's one of the big lessons in climbing. You know, learning to be patient and you know climbing. And, and I've never had a coach, but those days or the, you know, those roots, you know, are, are coaching me or teaching, you know, it's like you can't give up and you just have to kind of like bow your head and take your beatings. And, uh, <laughs> and there's no way about it. You know, it sucks trying to get back into shape. And, uh, and I guess I just try to use my experience and know that, you know, as much as, you know, it can suck in these moments, you know, you just got to like push through and be patient and, um, and, and that's kind of cool in the way that climbing forces us to, to be humble, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then it, it rewards us sometimes too when, when we're, you know, when it all comes together. And obviously that's, uh, that's really satisfying. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Um, I've thought about it a little bit. Um, we'll see, you know, just, uh. Well, first things first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I know a lot of people probably would be really intrigued about your story. Cool, cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Maybe maybe I will. Do you have any words of inspiration you'd like to share with the Trouble Black community? Um, Well, I just, you know, to, you know, uh, follow your dreams, not be afraid to just, like, you know, get, get your hands dirty and, you know, Obviously, if we want to achieve great things, we got to work really hard to, you know, step out of our comfort zones. And yeah, I guess don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and try new things. And um, and those frustrating moments are are when we're actually kind of growing as people. So um, as you know, frustrating or stressful as you know these difficult times can be, it, it also. Um, it's like uh, we're growing in those in those moments. So, mm-hmm. just try to, you know, it's like when we're trying to get back in shape from, you know, climbing, and uh, you just kind of like bow, bow your head and take your beating sometimes, you know. So it's just uh, life's not always fun, but it it really does come down to that too. When I think about it, it's it's hard work. You you got to put the work in and the time in. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to get the rewards. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough. Seriously, uh, you have well, man, truly well, been. Well, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, you've been an inspiration to me, and I'm sure all of our listeners out there. And just talking to you makes me want to book a flight to Barcelona and climb that much harder. Yeah, cool. Well, if you're ever over here, man, stop by and uh, be great. Great to hang out. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, all the best of luck with being a, a dad. Seriously. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be exciting. Be a, yeah, exciting chapter in my life for sure. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl yet? Uh, it's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. Have so, you given her a name? Uh, we're still we're still thinking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that and have a blast. Enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, and Good talking to you, man. Wow, that was truly inspiring. I don't know about you, but I could listen to Chris's words of wisdom over and over and over again. Here's a takeaway. If you want to achieve anything at a super high level, you need to focus and really hone in and channel all your energy into one thing. In other words, don't fall prey to working on too many projects at the same time. It's okay to take breaks, as Chris has done. But if you really want to reach your highest potential, and this is true with almost everything in life, whether it's climbing, starting a business, or creating a long-lasting, loving relationship, you have to channel all your energy into that one thing, that one goal that could be your crown achievement. It makes you think, doesn't it? I know it has with me. So until next week, my friends, this is Dan Goodwin with Trouble Black TV your entertainment source for extreme sports.